This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hey, spooksters. Before we dive in, we just wanted to put out a quick disclaimer that with this episode, we had a lot of tech issues with Jessica's track, but we still wanted to get this out because we thought it was a great episode and a lot of fun. So her audio is off a little bit, but we will be back up and running to normal on Thursday. So with that, let's go ahead and dive into the episode. Enjoy, y'all. Warning. The following podcast, which contains strong language and mature content, is unsuitable for children or for the faint of heart. The subject matter discussed will be frightening and graphic in nature. Listener discretion is advised. When you want to hear about the paranormal, you get the spooked girls. True crime that makes you hypothermal with the three spooked girls. Stabby snippets will give you dreams. Tara and Jessica will make you. We on that haunted ground. The three spooked girls. Hey there, spooksters, and welcome back to another episode here on Three Spooked Girls. My name is Jessica, and as always, I'm joined by my favorite gal pal, Tara. Hey, spooksters. Today, we're going to be talking about something that I think we've talked about doing for a long, long time. We just haven't. Just hadn't scheduled it. Mm-hmm. So today we are going to do part one of a two-part on this topic. We're going to be talking about tarot cards. As you know, Tara has her her readings that she does. And if you don't know that, then listen a little later, and I'll tell you how you get those. So this is like a history and kind of like kind of like our general background when we do on topics, and then. Thursday's episode is going to be an interview with someone who is a friend of mine who kind of was going through some stuff and ended up healing herself using tarot. So it's a great, it was a great conversation for us to have. And it was a really good Mm -hmm. interview. So look forward to that on Thursday. Today, we're going to talking about Tara. But before we do that, if you want to hang out with us on social media, you can do so by heading over to Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Our handle is at three spooked girls. And then if you want to hang out with us and other spookstars, you can do so by going to Facebook and our Facebook group, which is Three Spooked Girls Official. That's where we're launching things like The Secret Satan, which Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure is ending this week. So if you haven't done, Mm -hmm. you should definitely like stop everything you're doing right now, unless you're driving a vehicle (laughs) and please continue. But like, as soon as you can. (laughs) No, pull over. (laughs) Just kidding. Pull over right now. Right now. Just (laughs) as soon as you can, go and fill that out because once it closes, it's closed. And then our mods, Ashley and Kelly are going to get those out to everyone. And so that'll happen 
shortly after it closes. Give the girls some time because as someone who has done it in the past, I can tell you that it takes a minute. Mm-hmm. It takes a minute. So, <laughs> so if you're looking forward to participating with that, you should definitely go do that really, really soon. If you want to help support the show, you can do so by heading over to patreon.com backslash three spooked girls for as little as a dollar. You get bonus content a month, five and up get like more content. So the more that, you know, you get more, the more of the tiered membership and the $10 tier is our patron select tier, which means that you get to pick an episode and then we will do the research and talk about it here and dedicate it to you. So if you've been wondering how to get those, that's how you do that. So head over to patreon.com backslash three spooked girls or hit the show notes. There's a link tree. Also, as I mentioned, Tara does tarot readings. And if you Mm -hmm. want to kind of find out information on that, we have a Facebook group that's our spookster shop. It's also in the link tree. Head over there and you can kind of see the different things that we offer, but you could get a reading done by Tara. Yes. Yeah. For the episode today, I'm going to give you a brief history. Literally, my my write-up is called Tarot, A Brief History. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm going to give you a brief history, and then Tara is going to talk to you. Basically, what Tara told me was I got a cryptic text message that said, gonna like what I'm gonna do. It's gonna be fun. And I was like, (laughs) okay, at this point, we're four years into this shit. I don't question. (laughs) She's never let me down. (laughs) So, yeah. And now a quick word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Now, I know for me, I have gotten into the mindset before where I was just focusing on the problems or issues I had going on in my life instead of trying to think of ways to get solutions so I could get past it. And it really brought the question once I started changing my mindset on how might that situation go better with a different mindset. It's really hard to train your brain to stay in problem-solving mode when you're going through a difficult time in your life. Like Jessica and I have said on the show before, we both have had a very, very hard year. So yeah, there was a lot of times where I would just be focusing on the negative rather than trying to find a way to turn it into a positive or get myself through it. But... I, as you guys know, and Jess, are huge, huge advocates for therapy because a therapist can help you become a better problem solver. They can make it easier for you to accomplish your goals, no matter how serious, how big, how small. And that's exactly what's happened on my personal journey with therapy. I have become more confident. My problem solving skills have skyrocketed and are top tier if I do say so myself. And honestly, it's just great to get help with my personal things because as I've mentioned, I deal with anxiety and depression. And honestly, BetterHelp is a great option to try. It is super convenient, accessible, affordable, and completely online. And what is nice is it is easy to get matched with a therapist that is going to fulfill the needs you need in therapy. You just go and fill out a brief survey. And if for some reason the therapist you are with is not a great match, you can switch at any time. And never be afraid to do that. If the person you're matched with at first is not a great fit, you can request a different one. And I have done that before. Jessica has done that before. So never be ashamed to do that. And also, if there's anything that can be online and at home, I am for it. So y'all know that we love BetterHelp so much. 
So if you want to become a better problem solver, therapy can absolutely get you there. Visit betterhelp.com slash spooked girls today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash spooked girls. Tarot is one of those things that I, I thought it was like an ancient thing, like that I was going to find like super in-depth, like. I don't know, I was thinking like maybe Celtic or maybe like something to do with like ruins or runes or something, you know, just, but mm-hmm. alas, it is not. <laughs> right. And I felt kind of dumb about it. I was like, oh, man. <laughs> no. <laughs> so according to my research, no one really knows who created the first like card decks that would become tarot cards eventually all i know is that they kind of popped up in europe in in the 14th and 15th century having been brought to the european countries from like the middle east or china so somewhere between like the middle east and china it was kind of developed and then brought to europe the first records of tarot cards were in 1367 in bernie which i believe is like the bernese mound dog Mm-hmm. And it apparently quickly spread. And I was like, cool. So they have like records of like the game being played or like, you know, things like that. No, the reason they know this was happening is these were like documents of towns being like, we're banning this shit here. And at this point in time, it's not even connected to like divination. It's just a card game. Interesting. So... I don't know, like, I don't know, maybe they were like, no, we don't like betting and gambling, or I don't know how they, you know. Who the fuck knows? Right. But they were like, no, get this out of here, blah, blah, blah. Then it kind of became really, really popular in one kind of, like, central location in Europe, and that would be Italy. It became extremely popular in the 1430s in, like, the Venetian area of Italy. Mm -hmm. So during that time. And it was kind of when the original deck was formed. So at the time, it consisted of 78 cards, which had like a couple of groups or like three groups, really. So there was the major arcana, which had 22 cards, and then the minor arcana that had 56 cards. So basically how that went down is the 22 cards were numbered from 0 to 21. And the 22nd card was unnumbered, but it was the Fool. So I was looking at my deck this morning because I have the Rider Tarot deck. And the Fool is actually numbered as zero in my deck. Oh, okay. So it's like a, uh, I guess it'd be kind of equated to like a Joker card. Yeah, actually a lot of my research, because of the the games that was played, it was equated to that as the Joker. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. And so... Like I said, 22 cards, 21 were numbered, and I'm going to read down how it went. One was the juggler or the magician. Two was the female pope. Three was the empress. Four was the emperor. Five was the pope. Six was the lover. Seven was chariot. Eight was justice. Nine was hermit. Ten was wheel of fortune. Eleven was strength or fortitude. Twelve was hanged man. Thirteenth was death. 14th was temperance, 15th was devil, 16th was the lightning strike tower or the tower, 17 was star, 18 was moon, 19 was sun, 20 was last judgment, 
and 21 was the world or universe. And again, the like 22nd would be the fool. The Mm -hmm. 56 other cards were divided up into four suits of 14 cards each. And I was like trying to think about it. And I was like, aren't there only like in a normal card deck, there's like 52 cards. Mm -hmm. So I was like, there is an extra card I'd like to know for each one of these. (laughs) So the suits themselves are comparable to like modern playing cards. And this is kind of how it like translated. Wands, batons, or rods equate to clubs. Mm-hmm. Cups are equate to hearts, mm-hmm. swords to spades, and coins, mm-hmm. pinnacles, and discs are like to diamonds. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Which is interesting because, like, I have a deck of tarot cards that are they're Jane Austen, and to like save, I'm assuming to save on like production, they like doubled up cards, so they're like mm. the actual playing card style. Where they don't say like, you know, it doesn't say like 10 of wands or whatever, like my writer tarot deck does, but it'll, it'll be like 10 of clubs, but it also will have like on that card, like I'm thinking the nine of diamonds has the hermit on it. So they kind of double, which I'm like, Ooh, that's a lot of interpretation. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Do I want it to be this card or this card? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Let's take the better of the reading. Let's put it that way. No, I did my, I did a three card pool today of like a daily card one. And it definitely told me to keep my feelings to myself. (laughs) 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 And I was like, okay, tarot cards. I hear you. I hear you. So each suit has four court cards as well, which this, this one might be where the extra card comes in because They have the king, the queen, the knight, and the jack. And in traditional cards, there's no knight. It's just the jack, the queen, the king. And this is the Mm -hmm. moment literally in my life. And I'm going to say something, guys. This is the second time Tara and I recorded this episode because my audio sounded like a robot. It was super fun Mm -hmm. to listen to. Yeah. So in this moment, right now, second time through this, I just realized that they don't call it a prince. They call it a jack. But there is nowhere in, like, the history of cards where it's called, at least that I know of, in my knowledge. Like, if I were to buy a deck of cards, it wouldn't be, like, the Prince of Hearts. It would be the Jack of Hearts. You're right. I never thought about that. I didn't either. Interesting. And then, of course, it has the 10 numbered cards as well. So that's, I think, what makes up the 56 of those cards. The four extra cards are the Knights. Now... Tarot cards, like I said, were originally a game and they weren't like adapted to kind of fortune telling or divination purposes until the 1780s. And this happened in France, which I was like, that makes sense. So basically it was in Marseille and it was like during the 1790s or the 1780s. And it was basically crafted by these people to kind of start representing like the spiritual aspect. And the major arcana reflected the spiritual matters and important trends that the questioner was asking, whereas the minor, like the wands and and stuff, like the wands would deal mostly with business matters and career ambitions. Cups was love, sword was conflict, and coins was money and material comfort, which the cups and the sword make perfect sense because if the cups are the heart, it makes total sense. Yeah. 
So basically, it's kind of like today, the tarot deck is shuffled by the person who's asking the question, like if you go and get a reading, like physically in person, obviously, when Tara does the readings, like you all can't just pop up where she's doing it. That would would be a lot. (laughs) That'd be weird and showing up at my house. No, (laughs) not do that. So (laughs) and then it is like randomly selected by the person who's asking the question. And it's put in a pattern like I do like one that's like a three card like when I do a daily one, I haven't done it in a really long time. But since like we we recorded this actually yesterday, and now we're recording it again today. I did my like three card pull that I do. That's like, Mm -hmm. what it means is like my first position, you know, it just like it tells me like, what my mindset should be the day, like what I should focus on for the day. Kind of, I can't remember what the third one is. Maybe something I should like keep in mind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is how my t- how my poll this morning told me that I need to keep keep my shit to myself. Keep your shit together, Jessica. <laughs> it was like literally all of the cards were upside down pointing at me. And I was like, oh, I, I meant to internalize. <laughs> like, so I was like, okay. <laughs> Throughout history, I mean, There were like original tarot decks, but throughout history, like people have custom made this. I, like I said earlier, I have the writer, I only have two decks. I have the writer tarot deck and then I have a Jane Austen tarot deck, which I think Tara may Mm -hmm. have bought me both of them. I don't remember. (laughs) She definitely bought me the writer one because she also bought me like a book to go with it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that one was like a little set that I got. Mm -hmm. Or no, just kidding. I just bought them because I knew that. The book had the examples from that deck, so I figured it'd make the most sense. Mm-hmm. And then Tara has a shit ton of them. I do. I have like eight or nine decks. I have you a have lot. Your, I have your Brittany. I have Brittany. I have the villains, which is right here on my on my desk. I have what the fuck else do I have? I have a goddess oracle deck. A kind of like plant herba not herbivore that's dinosaurs you know plant type (laughs) or animals plant type of deck shit what else do i got i have nightmare before christmas i have a a lot i have a lot oh and i do have that one it's more for jokes though it's that spooky like bad fortune oracle deck i got at the (laughs) at the cemetery we went to oh yeah (laughs) i have a lot i yeah i can't remember off the top of my head right now because sleep deprived but Yes, I have a lot of fun decks. I actually saw Target had a, they had a Hocus Pocus one, and I almost <gasps> got it, but I waited. <laughs> oh, I know, I need I know. to get more decks. Yes. The traditional kind of like one that everyone kind of uses, well, I always feel like in movies, they're always like much bigger, and maybe I just have a smaller tarot <laughs> deck, but, and as, as we were sitting here, I was thinking of like on Shit's Creek. When Twyla mm-hmm. is like offering like five dollar tarot readings. Oh yeah, and I sort of like my favorite part is she's like, I see your family surrounded by like a golden ring of warm light, you know, or it's a stain from a beer bottle. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> oh, that is the most tarot thing ever. But kind of the most famous, like universal known deck is the Rider Weight Tarot deck, which is what I have which was a collaboration between a guy by the name of Arthur Waite and a woman by the name of Pamela Coleman Smith. And you're probably like, well, then why is it fucking called the writer Waite? That doesn't make any sense. Well, it's because there was a dude who was the, he was the publisher and his last name was writer. So they were like, we're going to call it the writer Waite. 
And I was like pissed off because Pamela Smith is, she was the one who drew all the fucking cards. Mm -hmm. Which let's be really honest. If you're looking at it, there is a tarot, like there's always like a book that goes with tarot, right? Like that tells you like the interpretation of that particular deck. And I'm assuming that's what Waite wrote. However, tarot is like a lot of illustration. Mm -hmm. So this woman drew it. And mind you, she also was a famous illustration person because she illustrated Mm -hmm. Bram Stoker's Dracula. Yeah. And a bunch of other of Bram Stoker's books as well. So it's kind of like for me, I'm like, that seems fucked up, you know, but it was 1909. So like, what are you gonna do? Right. Sexism everywhere. So they're be like, it can't be named after a woman. What? I do like that in my writer weight book. Now it is just called the writer tarot deck, which is on the top. It is. <laughs> the book is so tiny. It's like a pamphlet. You know, those Gideon Bibles, it's smaller than that. So tarot yeah. bought me like the big ass book that like tells yeah, me everything. Yeah, I got the and, like, book. Yes. Which is cool. So... Pamela Smith's like illustrations are the most commonly known or inspired from when people are creating decks of tarot. In fact, one of her originally illustrated, it was like a big illustrated one, is in a British mm-hmm. museum, which is kind of cool. Oh, okay. That is pretty neat. I like that. So, like I mentioned earlier, I thought it was ancient. It's not. In fact, the first like known book to kind of connect tarot to divination was in the 18th century by a Frenchman by the name of Jean-Baptiste Alliette, who basically wrote about divination and like the cards interpretation, leaning on astrology and uh, different elements. So really looking at that. And this is kind of where a lot of people think it has ancient roots, which is really great because yesterday I said, oh, I couldn't find the book in Egyptian culture. And since then, I found the book in Egyptian culture. There was a lot of inspiration taken from the Egyptian book of Thoth. If I'm saying that wrong, I am sorry. And basically, that's where a lot of people assume that it has this like ancient origins in, in Egypt. So basically, this person wrote this under a pseudoname and kind of came up with the original tarot card readings that kind of put it into like fortune telling or divination. Then in the United States, It became really popular after the writer deck became widely available. The way I think about this is like kind of during these timeframes, like printing presses really made shit readily available. Oh, yeah, for sure. Right. It's like, it's like Bridgerton. (laughs) Like people (laughs) to read real quick. So these decks were made and like mass produced and that way they could become like they became really popularized. And I think one of the things is, is like, if you really think about like the the early 1900s, we're still in that puritanical movement within the United States. And this was kind of like, I don't know, I kind of see it as like the little rebellious things people were doing, you know, and they were like, ooh, tarot, let's go get our, let's go get our fortunes read. Like, I think of like, mm-hmm. there's a show that I like called Boardwalk Empires. It's on, it's on HBO. It's set in like Atlantic City in like, the 1920s 30s and there's like a tarot reader on like there's like a fortune teller mm-hmm. on the boardwalk yeah, on the boardwalk yeah right so like you know it was kind of a kitschy thing but it was also kind of like a thing that people i mean people still really do and you know i think they're great to get inspiration from and kind of like i don't know i feel like to think about things and reflect yeah right like 
the big thing, like when Tara has talked to me about it, because Tara knows way more about it than I do, it's a lot about intuition. And I think a lot of times when you're Mm -hmm. asking questions, like you're able to kind of get that, like Tara said, like a reflection of your question back at you. So yeah, that kind of brings us up to now where people are using them and to kind of, I don't know, I do like, I hadn't for a really long time, but I do feel good. Like when I get up and I do a poll each day, it kind of makes me mm-hmm. think like, it kind of helps me focus. And with someone with ADHD, having someone be like, or something be like, no, this is what you need to focus on. Because my ADHD leads into OCD, which means if I'm like today, if something hadn't told me to keep my feelings to myself, I wouldn't be able to keep my feelings to myself. (laughs) So with that, I'm going to hand it over to Tara. Yes. Okay. So since Jessica did the history, I kind of sat and thought about, I was like, what do I want to do? I didn't want to go through the whole deck and be like, this card could mean this. That card could mean that. Like, no, I didn't want to fucking do that. So I kind of just like took the themes of Jessica and I's last year. Most of you are aware at this point, we have both went through a lot of life changes in our personal life. <sighs> and it's it's been good, but it sucked. It's been a whole thing. It is what it is. So pretty much the last few months, I think we both have kind of embraced like accepting the fresh start that is coming into our lives. Mm. Not how we thought, but they are. <laughs> and <laughs> I'm very monotone about this. And you guys are probably like, damn, Tara, don't give a fuck. No, I do. I just have to remain impartial to avoid emotions in these kind of situations. But it's okay. <laughs> are you taking my tarot reading today? as like, conceal your feelings. No, no. But y'all know I don't get super emotional on the pod unless it's unavoidable. Anyways, so our theme for cards I'm going to talk about is a fresh start. I my I would say my top, like out of my top three favorite cards, or I'd say four, it's hard to pick. I don't know. I'm indecisive. It's fine. Two or three of them that I really like. My top, top, top card is in this list. So yeah, I was like, you know what? This As soon as I saw that one, I was like, done. I wanted this list. So in case you're kind of needing some guidance also for a fresh start, I'm going to tell you about some cards. And what was creepy was, so when we recorded this the first time, Jessica actually had grabbed her her deck to just like kind of look at and whatnot. And she pulled this card first, not on purpose, but she did. Yeah. Yeah. So. (laughs) Okay. So the first card is the Hermit. And this is said to be a great card for a fresh start since it requires people to look inwards and see how they can grow. Many times when people need a fresh start, they also need to work on something within themselves. A fresh start in leaning in on the Hermit card can help guide people to discover deeper parts of themselves to be successful in their new life. Number nine, because we're counting down, is the Eight of Cups. And this card kind of goes towards a person if they're a little unsure about wanting to have or about wanting a fresh start and they don't know what to do. So this card is perfect for those who are in a difficult situation since this card does represent being wise and brave when walking away from a situation. This is a card for anyone who is thinking about going back to their old life needs to remember. A fresh start is a tough choice to make, but A person is making it for a reason, and once you go forward, you cannot go back to your old life. And I think that's a really great one, too. Actually, all of these are great cards, or I wouldn't have them on here, but, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, 
Number eight is the world. So when people talk about fresh start, that can also mean new opportunities, right? Now, if a person is unsure about this, they should rely on this card because the world card is about huge transitions that allow people plenty of opportunities. And of course, new opportunities can allow you to have new adventures in your life. So if that's kind of your situation, let this card guide you through your fresh start when you get to see all of the life doors open and what everything in the universe just has to offer you. Java House cold brews all their coffee because it makes a better cup of coffee. Described by consumers as smooth and flavorful with no bitterness. If you don't know what cold brewing is, it's the process of slowly steeping roasted coffee grounds in chilled water for 12 to 24 hours. The cold water gently extracts flavor from the Java House beans for a reduced bitterness and ideal smoothness. Java House has lots of options for you spooksters, including pods, on tap, and bottled concentrate. All of these focus on ease and convenience. You can pour yourself a quick cup over ice or create cafe-style lattes from home with ease. Java House promotes creating delicious and affordable coffee from home. You can skip the coffee shop drive through lines and still get a craft cup of cold brew. I love cold brew so, so much. I'm one of those people who need a cold brew a day. And since I've substituted Java House into my life, it has been phenomenal. I love the on tap feature because I can just get up, go to my fridge, pour it into my cup, mix it with a little my little creamer, and it's totally amazing. I also love that I can take my pods to work and still make delicious tasting iced coffee without having to worry about taking up space in my mini fridge under my desk. The cold brew on tap fits comfortably in a fridge and serves delicious iced coffee on tap. A gallon of smooth cold brew and an easy access box. Available in medium and dark roast. For clarification, espresso roast is dark roast coffee, not the actual espresso. Brew pods, a perfect travel size companion. These little 1.3 ounce pods make a rich cup of coffee by adding 8 ounces of water. Sealed tightly to avoid bursting in your bag or backpack. Available in light, medium, dark, and decaf roasts. I will say I love these pods. They're so great. And I'm so excited. I have a trip, a work trip coming up in October, and I will definitely be bringing these, not just for me, but for my work crew. For our fellow caffeine-loving spooksters, head to javahouse.com and use code SPOOKEDGIRLS for 10% off. Please run. Please do this. It will change your life. Now, number seven is my top, top, top favorite card. I talk about this when I do pull this one for people. There's usually a conversation about it because in movies and other media, sometimes this card is depicted in a scary way. So those at Otero already know what card I'm going to say. That's the death card. And this is a really good one when it comes to like change, a fresh start, anything like that. That's what this card is about. Many of the times that the change that this card brings is good. So and you know, it can be new friends, new career, or some kind of new life path for you. And it's always good to remember to not be afraid of this card, that you should embrace the changes that it brings so you can enjoy your fresh start or your new path. And then basically, it's like, you know, think of it like how in Harry Potter, the phoenix like bursts in a flame and then it's reborn. You know, you go through something kind of scary or not easy. <laughs> and then you come out and you have, you know, what you want or a new start. 
in the case of the phoenix it's obviously a little baby one again and all of that so i like this is like my top favorite card i i really like this card a lot to be honest with you it doesn't get a lot of hype no it doesn't (laughs) because i think in like like movies like it just it always is like ominous you Mm -hmm. know but Mm -hmm. i i often think of it like how we have like fall and winter and then spring like how like plants have to like die and then it breeds to they bloom again yeah Mm -hmm. yeah no i definitely agree with that for sure Okie dokie. Then I don't. Okay. The next card is the Wheel of Fortune. And anytime I see Wheel of Fortune, I just think of the the the, the fucking game show. If I'm being Wheel. completely honest with you. Fortune. Yes, because fun fact, I used to watch that with my grandpa Don and Grandma Betty all the time. <laughs> so yeah. No. I mean, I watched it with my mom. I think that's why I'm good at yeah. like, word guessing games. I used to watch that mm-hmm. with her all the time. Right. Okay, so the Wheel of Fortune card is another great one. This one is about all is all about change from a higher power source. And this can be kind of that's what the great thing about tarot is it's however you interpret it. So this like higher power can be fate, destiny, maybe something from astrology, whatever deity, gods, god, whatever you believe in. It's, you know, it's something that's out of your control. So it's like the universe is the easiest way to put that. So I like that. Like luck. Yes. How? Well, I mean, I mean, I feel like is is luck something that's calculated and predetermined or is luck something that's kind of random and like a coincidence type of situation? Maybe. I guess the way I was looking at it is it's like, you know, if it's that far out of your own control, it's like kind of like chance. Mm, yeah. Maybe, that's, maybe that. that's how I'm looking at it. Maybe I'm not looking at it like. No, I like it like that, too. Yeah. No, that makes complete sense, actually. So I like that. I like that. And it's also stated with this card, this change, it's like it, it needs to happen. It needs to happen in your life to be the person you're meant to be. So whatever higher power or luck or whatever you want to go with, you have to trust in it and remember that this card, if you pull this, that means, you know, whatever entity you are leaning on, it is there to look after you. And this card is representing looking after you as well. So it's just like, you know, that little scoot, scoot, let me get you over where you need to be type of thing. And I like that. Okay, so number five, putting us halfway through our list is Six of Swords. And there are people who can have a fresh start in the same, you know, city or town they live in. But sometimes people need a bigger change in their life, requiring new scenery and moving to a completely new area. That is me. The Six of Swords is all about a conscious decision to move on with your life in a different direction. And this card allows people to become comfortable with the unknown, which will allow people to be towards a happier place in life. You know, I didn't think about that last time I talked about that card, but that very much applies to me. Very much so, since I've moved quite a bit. That's fun. It's true. Yeah, that's weird. I didn't even think about that before. Alrighty, so a card we brought up earlier in the episode, The Fool. This is a good one for a fresh start. Because some people think that this card means it's a person making a foolish choice in their life, but it is far from the truth. This is described as the ultimate blank start card. It's all about new beginnings and getting away from anything that was holding that person down. 
And it's a sign to be bold and brave with your fresh start and make sure to have the fool card in view whenever you need a reminder about why you want your fresh start. Which is another one, like with media, because absolutely in movies, the fool's like, oh, oh my God, you're stupid for staying with this man, blah, 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 or whatever the fuck. I mean, if you're asking a question a little on a nose, like, am I the fool? Is it foolish to stay with him? And you get the fool card, maybe. Maybe. Right. That's a totally different, like, fucking situation. (laughs) Because you're like, oh shit, like, (laughs) you came for me cards. But like, if it's more of like a, like, it's about risk taking. And I think that's why people often associate, it's like the fool, like, oh, that person could be totally foolish for doing that. But the, you know, big risk, big reward. Mm -hmm. I look at it. I agree. Okay. The next one is the justice card. And so if you're feeling like you are not living the life you are supposed to be living, you need to trust this card. This is all about living the life of your truth. This is another card that I that's in my top cards, BT dubs. The justice card is always about being pulled towards what you're passionate about. This can allow people to realize that the job they are working or life they are living is not what they need to be doing. And this card is here to remind you to follow what makes you passionate and lean on the energy from that card for that. Number two is the tower. So there are many times in life when a fresh start is not planned and can be unexpected. And when things are unexpected, it can bring a level of uncertainty for people. Obviously, that kind of goes without fucking saying. And it says that this card, you know, also represents dramatic changes, like big, big changes. So this card allows people to see things in a new light and understand why they would need a change in their life. Even though a dramatic change can be scary, this card will let you see that a fresh start is not about crumbling down, but it is about rebuilding. Hmm. That's good. And then, yeah. And then our number one card is judgment. So according to just like, you know, research and stuff with this card, it's kind of the overall thought that this is about this is also like the death card essentially. It's about rebirth. It's about looking at yourself and forgiving yourself for existing. So once a person is able to forgive and love themselves, they're able to live a fulfilling life. And this fulfilling life is going to allow them to feel complete and liberated knowing that their fresh start was the right move to make. So look within and enjoy the rebirth of your new life when you trust into the judgment card. So I like that one too. I just, I like all of these cards, honestly, but like, I just thought that a lot of times I notice people do ask these kind of questions about changes in their life and whatnot. So I thought this list would be would be a good one. So yeah. I agree. Question. The last time I, I got a tattoo, I was waiting for my artist. And this was a while back. He was finishing up a tattoo of a tarot card. If you mm-hmm. were to get a tarot card tattooed on you, what card would it be? It'd be the death card. That makes sense. For show, what one did you get? I don't know. Like, like for me, I'd probably go like the Empress. Mm, That's my other card. I like a lot too. Yeah, I like. I like what it means. You know, I do too. Yeah, it's a great card. I mean, I think they're really cool. I haven't like thought like, oh, I want to get that to get one, but like, I don't know. It popped in my head yesterday after we recorded, and I was like, man, I wish I'd asked her. But because I was a robot, we got a second chance. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, that's the card I would pick. (laughs) Okay, so with that, we're going to go ahead and wrap up today's episode. Like I said, this is a part one on the subject. 
come back for part two on Thursday. It's an interview with a friend of mine who gone through, like I said earlier, has gone through a lot of stuff recently and kind of used tarot to kind of heal herself Mm -hmm. and her and through her journey. So definitely come back and see that and we will be back then. So two to lose guys. Bye. Three spoons.